you might even find that you're having the emotion and you have shame about having the emotion. Okay? If you're having shame about having that emotion, then love the shame that's having mm. shame about the emotion. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. So yeah, just kind of catch you up on a few things. And and I want to talk today about just expectations and a little bit about reprogramming and share with you some experiences that have happened with us leading up to and coming back and, and at Orlando and Florida in general. So we wanted to surprise the kids with a trip to Orlando and um, before we went, so Hanukkah was happening. And before we went, we like trying to figure out how we're going to do this, this amazing reveal of sorts. And so <laughs> Benny's mom, this amazing commercial reveal, like the ones that you see in the commercials, you know, yeah. when, when the kids are losing their minds over Christmas. Exactly. So I had this whole idea where we were just going to basically, I was going to put the kids in the car, tell them we're going to pick up mom, end up driving to the airport and be like, what, what are we doing here? And then be like, we're going to Disney World. And uh, Fanny wanted to get them like, give them a couple of days to get excited. So on the last night of Hanukkah, her mom decided to come and uh, it was also her birthday. So Fanny's birthday. So she does this whole thing and she gives them like uh 
each of them a shirt. You know, my son gets a Mickey Mouse shirt. My daughter gets a Minnie Mouse shirt. And they get like Mickey Mouse hat and Minnie Mouse uh, ears and all that stuff. And then they get this uh, sign book where you can like get the characters to sign the book. And in it, Fanny writes, um, you are going to Walt Disney World. And so my son could read fully and he he reads she goes well he like starts doodling in the book she's like no 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 i think there's something in there for you so he's she opens it up he opens it up and he starts reading and goes you are going to walt she's like yeah disney world and literally nothing like not a reaction <laughs> not a movement nothing and so the three adults are standing there and like Aaliyah doesn't get it, nothing. And like just three of us standing there like, okay, that didn't work. So the, Fanny is like, read it again, read it again. He goes, you are going to Walt Disney World. And we're like waiting for that big like, ah, nothing. <laughs> so she's like, take out the word Walt. So she's like, you are going to Disney World. Nothing. <laughs> And at this point, Fanny's mom is getting a little bit pissed because she's like, why aren't they reacting? You you guys don't understand what's happening. Like, you should have a bigger reaction, this and that. And literally nothing. To the point that Fanny is like, who's going to Disney World? And they're like, confused, looking. She's like, who's going to Disney World? And they're like, Me? She's like, yeah, you're going to Disney World. And they're like, still not getting it. <laughs> cool. And they're yeah. just like go on their business. And so I'm now just, I'll walk you through like the play-by-play of what's happening in my head. I don't know what was happening in Fanny's head. We kind of had a conversation afterwards. But like in my head, my first thing is like, we should have done my idea. This was a stupid idea. My idea was a better idea. They would have been more surprised with my idea. And I'm noticing all this stuff. And I'm, then I'm like, you know, uh, they should have had a bigger reaction. I can't believe they're not surprised. The, the surprise was bad, all this stuff. And I'm, what was interesting for me, and I think a lot of the work that we talk to you guys about and, and a lot of the work that we coach our clients around is not buying into what's actually happening mm-hmm. inside of there. So kind of realizing that that's the quote unquote playlist, but not necessarily you per se. Yeah. So we're like expecting this huge reaction and I'm just noticing, I'm not buying into, but I'm noticing all this stuff that's going on in my head and I'm making Fanny wrong and I'm making the kids wrong. And then I'm looking at my mother-in-law who's like upset at my kids for not having a reaction and I'm making her wrong for it. And all of this stuff is happening in my head, rapid fire, right? Like And there's two choices that you really have. And the choice is either you buy into that, which is happening there, or what I've started calling is like a resilient mindset, right? Where it's, you understand that this stuff is just noise. It's chatter. It's it's the way the mechanism is bred to work. And that mechanism is going to consistently opine on everything that's happening. Now, here's what I noticed immediately after. What do you think happened to my excitement level about going to Disney World in that moment? Mm. Was I as excited? Was I super excited to take my kids, my un, 
ungrateful little shits of kids <laughs> taking them to Disney World? No, right? I was like, in the even though we had this amazing trip planned, in the moment, I was way, way, way less excited because I created a perception like they are an expectation that they should have reacted a different way. And I remember when I shared it with guy, he's like, yeah, you wanted like the commercial, you know, like the commercial on TV where the kids are in pajamas and they're like jumping on the, yes. And I was like, yes, that's what I wanted. And it's funny because he was saying like, you should share this video of them. Cause we obviously took a video. He's like, you should post that because that would be like, the real way people receive this information versus like the marketed commercial way that people receive this information. And something that I had to look at for myself is I had an expectation of how this big reveal was going to show up. And when that expectation wasn't met, I was disappointed. And so something that, that I shared with our coaching community is like, no matter what you go through in life, you have an expectation, okay? How disappointed you are is based on how below the expectation the, the reality is. So if you have an expectation of receiving you know, a, a $10,000 bonus, okay? And you receive a $9,000 bonus, I don't care who you are, you're still gonna be disappointed. Because in your head, the expectation was 10. Now you're going to be less disappointed than someone that had a $10,000 expectation and received a $1,000 bonus, right? Because that's basically the, if we're doing it like on a scale of one to 10, the difference between what actually happens to what you expect it to happen is the depth to which you're disappointed. The issue with disappointed is, is that it affects you into the future. So what I could have done is like, I could have carried that disappointment into my trip and I could have carried being upset at my wife for picking the wrong way to, you know, reveal this to the kids. I could have been mad at my kids for not responding a certain way, all of it. And here's the thing for most of us, we would have been totally justified and the people around us would have totally agreed with us being that way. The difference maker for me is communicating it immediately. So one of the things I did was I just communicated directly with my wife. I was like, look, I just had a perception that if we had done it my way, the result would have been better. I'm giving that up, right? Because I'm clear that if I hold on to that perception, now there's a rift between me and my wife. There's a rift between me and my mother-in-law and there's a rift between me and my kids. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, here's the, um, the funny part. What were we actually excited about? The big reveal of going to Disney World or actually fucking going to Disney World? Right? And so it took me like a little bit because I had to sit there and wait for this kind of moment to subside. And by the way, I there's a great video that one of our um, clients from a while ago shared with me. Her name is Wendy. And it's about um, two people going in and teaching mindfulness to kids. Mm. Have you seen it? No. Just share it. It's so good. I actually showed it to the kids. It's like so brilliant. So for any of you guys that have kids, I just want to share it with you real quick. Um, they basically explain the brain in three parts and then they explain what happens. And so like a really, really easy thing to understand is you have the stem, right? So like if you look at your arm, so you have the stem, obviously, 
well, let me do it with this song because it doesn't have all this other stuff. So you have a stem. This is the part that basically can almost think like the back of your spine. This is the thing that connects everything to the brain, right? So like all the reactions, everything, breathing, moving, all of it happens from that place. Very, very useful. Very important. Then you have the lizard brain. Okay. This part right here. And this is kind of the oldest part of our human brain. It's, it's people call it the reptile brain, monkey brain, et cetera. It's not the smartest piece of kit. And then on top of that, we have this, which is, this is actually the prefrontal cortex. So this is what we call the smart brain. So what happens is, and this is what they show kids. It's so cool. They take, um, a jar, like a mason jar filled with water and glitter. And when you're, when you're using your smart brain, right, you can see through the water, clarity, focus, peacefulness, calm, etc. So then what they do is they take this, this glad jar with the glitter in it and they shake it. And obviously when it's shaken, it's like a snow globe, right? It gets all hazy. You can't see through it, et cetera. And what they're trying to teach kids is that when the, the smart part, the prefrontal cortex checks out. So when you're angry, when you have an expectation that's unmet, when you're disappointed, anything, right? This part of the brain goes bye-bye, bye-bye. And I don't care whether you're three or 300, it's the same exact process. Right. And so what they teach the kids, though, what happens like the glitter is really cool because it does what when it's calm and not being shaken, what happens? It settles down and what comes back? Clarity. And so in these moments, the, the reason I wanted to share this with you guys is because we do this all the time. Human beings do this all the time. This person didn't respond to me the way I wanted uh, this didn't happen in my life. It should have gone this way. It should have gone that way. And we, when we get that emotional charge, it's like shaking that thing and we release the prefrontal cortex. The logic brain goes out, et cetera, which by the way, the reason meditation is so important, like the science of meditation is that it allows the human brain more time and more resource to stay in the prefrontal cortex when shit hits the fan. Because for normal human beings, what happens is as soon as shit hits the fan, 100% of all your brain juice goes to the reptilian brain, the part that's freaking out. When you meditate, what you've in essence trained your brain to do at a chemical level is you might be able to keep 10 or 15% of that juice still going to the prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And that's why in that moment, when I, was having, when I was seeing all this and noticing all this, I could witness what my reptilian brain was doing without being the reptilian brain. If 100% of my juice, and by the way, this happens to me. It's not like I'm human, just like the rest of you. When 100% of that juice goes to the reptilian brain, you're at the effect of it. It doesn't matter. You're not there. You are that thing. Even 10% left in that prefrontal cortex, you can actually have time to witness that which is happening and be the observer of it versus being in it. And so in that moment, one of the ways that I found, and, and Guy, I'd love to hear your, your point on this, but like one of the ways that I found to kind of, you know, settle the, the storm faster is to communicate instantly and in the moment that which is upsetting me. Yeah. Not from a place of make, like, I didn't say fan, you fucked this up. Like we should have done it my way. 
I'm like, hey, babe, you know, you want to hear something funny? I was actually getting upset because in my head, I was saying that, oh, if we did it my way, it would have been better. Isn't that silly? And like, I know I don't believe that. It's just the chatter that this thing is constantly making up, right? Because it wants the drama, it wants the challenge, it wants all that stuff. And then the second I I said it, guess what? It goes bye-bye. It's no longer an energy that I'm holding here and here and driving me nuts and spinning, 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 spinning. Like, it's just, I let it go. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because it's really, really a powerful tool, whether you say it out loud, whether you say it to yourself out loud, whether you say it to someone else out loud, it's amazing because then I can focus on, refocus on, I should say, on what's truly important. And in that moment, what's truly important is like, I was super excited to take my kids to Disney World. Granted, a little bit nervous and a little bit anxious, like about how it's going to go and what it's all going to be because I've heard some incredible horror stories. And it was just re, you know, bringing myself and my perception back to that, which created excitement in my future versus like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. You ungrateful little shits. Sure. So let's, uh, let's like do a little bit of a breakdown. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust, in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. So um, yeah, having, having that separation right in every situation is just really taking on the practice of I'm really just in here. I'm really just observing what's going on. And then knowing there's other systems at play. There's going to be a way you think about it. There's going to be, be a way that you feel about it. All that stuff happened, Right. Part of it, though, you know, that might that might seem really challenging off the get go because it's like, well, how do I, you know, somebody's clearly doing something to me, or at least it would seem that way, you know. So how do I start making that shift? And this is where we can start bringing language into it to start making these shifts, right? So notice how when people are doing stuff to you, it's it's very accusatory. We use like language, like we know what's going on. We're very certain. If you sat with me and Elon for a few minutes, we could poke holes in your reality all over the place. Just like you can talk to our reality and you can sit there and be like, well, is that really true? Is that absolutely true? Because you know that that's true. You start, you start asking questions like that. You start noticing very quickly that what we're saying is reality, especially from a personal point of view, doesn't have a lot of validity to begin with. Uh, we've all been caught in lies or we've all been caught in embellishing things. And, you know, then of course our ego kicks in and wants to protect that and create structures and do all these things. None of that works though, in terms of you having integrity in your relationships, surely not feeling empowered, not feeling authentic to yourself or any of those other things. So even if you don't fully grasp or understand 
why it is that you're responsible for all that's coming forth in the universe inside of your experience. If at least for the sake of this conversation, you can just take that on as like, all right, I'm going to, I'm willing to look from there. How you start navigating that is by using language that supports that idea, because there's really nothing else that you can do in this universe. If everything is happening to you now, I don't want to say this and give you the thought that you have a, a semblance of control. I think like as a human, if we do have control, if we have control, it's pretty minute. (laughs) And and the way I can kind of prove that to you is by telling you that if you die today, the world's going to continue moving on kind of the way that it has been, right? Whether you're here or you're not. So um, not to get morbid at all, actually to tell you like you get to empower your viewpoints. That's really all this is. So you want to start using language like I'm noticing that, like I'm noticing that I'm angry right now, or I'm noticing that I'm disappointed right now, right? And on the other side of it, it seems to me like, right? So if Elon's talking to his wife and he's like, it seems to me like the idea you had um, just didn't land or didn't work the way that I thought that it would or the way that you thought that it would, I want you to notice how that leaves a gap for interpretation, okay? If Elon like accuses his wife, like this was stupid, we shouldn't have done it this way, you know, how does she get left in that experience? And if Elon has a commitment to have connection in love with his wife, then he's not honoring that commitment. Can I take it one step further? Which is out of integrity with him, please, yeah. So I would say that that would be like a pretty transformed, evolved human being to even go to that direction. Most people wouldn't even acknowledge that they had the thought, Mm. bury the thought, right? Like they would just like, their their brain would spit it and they would be like, and they they would just be taken over by it wouldn't say anything to their wife, hold a grudge against the wife, be right righteous about their way would have been so much better, and then take that on the trip. How would that have worked? Because mm-hmm. then the next time your wife says something like, Honey, we should go over there and check that out. Exactly. It's or experience, yeah. Did you did you pack the water bottles or you know, why did you park the stroller over there? Guess what happens? A fucking explosion. And it has nothing to do with the water bottle or the stroller or anything. It's like all that stuff that you forgot that you even making her wrong for. And then it's like explosion. So it, yeah, go ahead. I just want sure, to. And, and that's a really good point. Cause we've all, we've all been guilty of that. And we've all been at the effect of that where somebody's, you know, like baking on something and they don't let it out. They think, well, you know, that was stupid. I'll just bury it down. I won't talk about it. And then they do it again. And you're like, Oh my God, they're doing it again. And they do it again. And you know, before you know it, you've completely like lost your mind and, and you're letting this person, like have it actually Elon had an experience like that uh, over New Year's. <laughs> New Year's. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that did it to him. And then, it, you know, it, it's like these things come out of the blue. Well, on that note, come, come by next Monday because uh, Wednesday I'm actually having a completion conversation with that person. So we'll see cool. how it goes and now I can hopefully kind of share, share it a, a little bit more. Openly. Cool. So, yeah. Um, so I think that that's the first part guys is just, Elon and I have been listening to uh, Michael Singer's. Um, he's got this this live training that he did. If you guys don't know Michael Singer, uh, absolutely pick up both of his books. They're incredible books. I, I personally think Untethered Soul is one of the most prolific books probably written in the last 10 or 20 years on, on just spiritual development, personal development. It, it's really set in good fundamental things and it kind of shows you uh, a pathway to to your own freedom and enlightenment. He's got a second book, Surrender Experiment, 
which is a story basically about his life and how he more or less sat in the woods and, and created like a billion dollar company while, while really doing very little, just by kind of like following path, following spirit, allowing things to unfold as they are. A lot of the training Elon and I do today is to get people in alignment so they can start experiencing what Michael Singer is talking about. So we've been going through the training and it's really cool because he uses like quantum physics and, and science to prove to you what spirituality has always said, really starting back from like the big bang theory. And, um, Bro, do you know what the audio course is called? Cody, Cody was asking. Living from surrender or living from a place of surrender. Yeah, that sounds right. And it really is like a step-by-step. It's it's such a cool conversation. Um, I'm not done with it yet, but I've probably listened to about like halfway through. Have you have you finished it? Uh, twice. Oh, okay, cool. There you go. So, so if that tells you anything. <laughs> I literally stopped. I went through once and I was like, ah, I'm starting again. Yeah. And, and I agree like with his work. Um, he's one of the few authors that I've reread his books over and over again. Um, there's a lot of good books out there, but he's got a different level. And, you know, it, it's a lot of that, right? It's a lot of just getting to the reality of our, of our personal perception. Honestly, that's all we have. I really think that's all we have. So for me, it's definitely practice I've put in place too. Like um, in my previous relationship, that became really apparent to me, um, like a a loving relationship where I just found that there were things I wouldn't say, not necessarily because I I didn't have space to say them. I would literally feel the shame in my body. It felt too stupid or too menial or ridiculous to share it. I got to a place though that I realized that the person in front of me, I've only met in this last year. The programming that I'm currently experiencing right now has been with me for a lifetime, right? Like if you experience your anger, your hostility, your shame, your guilt, whatever, all these other things that you're experiencing, it's not a new phenomenon, right? Like if you kind of check in with the body, you're like, yeah, I have felt this feeling many times before. I have had people respond to me this way before. At least it seems to me like they're responding to me this way before. That has me respond in a specific way. And, you know, here we are and it's like the same uh, hamster wheel effect and, and notice it's a new person in front of you. Same old response, new person. So I had to kind of get real with myself and be like, hey, look, nobody's creating anything that's happening in my life. These, these perceptions, these energy bursts, these uh, actions that I'm taking have been consistent for decades at a time. Fine, maybe what's happening in front of me, my perception of it is catalyzing me to take these actions, say these things. However, if I can separate what, what I'm experiencing from what the person is quote unquote doing to me, I start getting much more introspective and getting interested and curious about my own personal experience and what's happening in my body. So I kind of created this agreement with my partner that said, Hey, look, we've met each other. Part of the reason you meet partners in life is to honestly like agitate these little things that you haven't worked on, right? People, people come into your life at different times to help you complete things that are incomplete about you. That's how we attract people. Right. All these soul contracts that we have, all of it are these contracts, you know, to help you resolve different things that have been these these ruptures in your developmental patterns. So I kind of got to a point where I'm like, hey, look, she couldn't possibly be creating anything that I haven't experienced before, which means that every time it comes up, it's a great opportunity to actually do the work. When you don't do the work, it's why it repeats over and over again, because it's like it's that same energy flows in there. You attract, you allow the same kind of stuff. You have the same experiences. Boom. Hamster wheel effect. So to get off the trap is to have space to share ourselves authentically. So we created this agreement in this relationship that no matter what came up, even if we thought that that the perception in the time was, hey, you're doing this to me, that we would give each other space to share it and we would hold space for that person in a space of healing, being like, hey, look, you know, 
if we're going to be together, if this relationship is going to keep flourishing and moving, like this has to be the foundation that we set. And we did that. And it was, it was magical. Cause I remember like one evening where I really got upset about something and it's something I normally would never share about. Cause it, cause it, it, it made me feel like I was shaming the other person knowing that it's me. And that made me feel even like more shame. Right. So, so I, we, we, I remember like opening up about this thing. I'm like, it sounds so silly. It sounds so stupid. And here's what I made up in the last few minutes. Mm. And within like 15 minutes, I'm like clear. We're like back empowered, laughing, like having a good time, you know, like being really loving towards each other. This is stuff that goes on for months, for years for people. Yeah. Right. Decades. So have that awareness lifetimes. That yeah. Lifetimes. Yeah, for sure. Consciousness over it um, helps a ton. And then the, the last thing you asked me what I do, and then I'll kind of let you chime back in is I'm aware that there are things happening at the much deeper levels than just what my mind is thinking, what my language is saying. Okay. That is symptomatic of something that's happening within the body. Okay. So the, the mind, you lend out a really simple, but awesome explanation of the mind. The, the deeper truths are the stuff that's being held in the body. So if you guys have ever heard of the word fascia, fascia is like this, like arm, like almost this layer that sits above your um, muscle tissue. And it actually helps a lot with movement, but fascia looks like a a thin layer of fabric inside your body. If you ever go to the body's exhibit, they actually have examples of fascia. They put like iodine or something through it and they like light it up. It looks amazing. Um, And your fascia holds memory and it, it specifically holds emotional memory. So a lot of times when we're in situations, even in a room that you walk in, you feel uncomfortable. What's being activated is emotional fascia. That emotional fascia turns into what we call an emotion. That emotion gets translated into a thought. You respond to the thought, right? And these systems are all working together. So it does. that's why so many times you guys go do like personal development courses, you write books, and you're like, oh, I know this already. Or it's stuff that you share at dinner parties. That sounds great. And you share it, and then you realize, I'm not really living it. And the reason you're not really living it is because it's living in the subconscious. It's living in, the, in these parts of yourself that's in the body. Uh, for a lot of people who have like back pain, like lower back pain, hip pain, a lot of emotions are carried here, but they're stored all the way through the body, right? In different areas. And for me, one of the practices I have at nighttime is a few things. So I do like a morning and nighttime meditation. At nighttime though, what I want to do is I want to clear the stuff out of the system that's been captured throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So there's psychic energy, there's emotional energy, thought energy, all sorts of energies that are being you know, propagated at us every single day. And again, these are all being stored in the system. So I meditate in the evening. I get myself into as close as I can get to a theta state or in a theta state. Um, I'm not going to go into what that means right now. But what I look for is what do I need to um, apologize for today? And mm-hmm. it's not like what am I sorry about? It's what, what, what wasn't complete today. You know, even if it's somebody who I don't know, like a nameless, faceless figure who cut me off today. And there was an experience in that body of overwhelm, upset, stress that person and I, we go through an experience where it's like, I forgive you. Do you forgive me? And I go through and I literally go through the events of my day in reverse. I start with getting into bed, go throughout. And I just check in. I'm like, did I have moments where I got stressed out or angry at somebody? I put them on like a stage in my mind, like they're standing in front of me. And I just say, and I look at them and I get my place. So I get my body to a place where I'm like, okay, I can forgive that. I, and I say, I forgive you. Do you forgive me? And we, and I do that back and forth and I get that forgiveness practice. If there's anything that remains stuck, what, especially if it's an experience that I often have, right? Like, like what happened between Elon and his wife, there was not a new exchange. They've been married for 10 years. Stuff like that has happened before. I actually go into the experience 
and I check not just for the thoughts because fuck my thoughts. You're, you can change your thoughts as much as you want. They're not going to change your life. Okay. It, it might assist you with having new perception and that perception might lead to changes inside your physical body. However, you can just go straight into the physical body and just check in what, what's actually going on in there. So Elon, when he got upset or he got disappointed, that disappointment is really old. Like that disappointment is like 35 years old, right? So you can go and be like, okay, where do I experience a disappointment? Oh, you know what? It's in my heart. It's in my sternum. It's in, right. It's right over here. In fact, I'm finding that it's like almost like back in behind my heart and over there. And this is the trigger point. That's the actual thing that's setting everything in motion. Now, all these parts of you are super young because your entire developmental system happens by about the time you're seven years old, which means at all times, these parts of you that are upset are more or less like dealing with a, like a three, two-year-old to seven-year-old. So I want you guys to think how you deal with young children when they're upset. Okay. Like Elon's kids just walked in there, right? And they're, they're, they got some needs, some upset. That's how we all are. We have some needs and upsets. Now we don't yell at the child, right? We don't, we don't do that. We give, we give it space. We are like, Hey honey, like what's going on? And this is what you get to do in your meditations is to go into these areas of yourself and realize that these different parts of you have been requesting attention so that they can release. You guys know those like thoughts you have on repeat, especially like the negative patterning ones, you notice how they never quite go away because the thought that you're having about the thought is going, I don't have time for this. We can't do this right now. Yeah. Right. Like you, you like push them away or push them down. And it's I essentially what you're doing. Right yeah. You're, you're, you're pushing them down. Now the system is set up in such a way that the body's always trying to release something. Have any of you guys ever eaten a piece of food that hasn't come out? And if it hasn't come out, you should probably go see a doctor right? It's like you extricate these things. Guess what? Your body is built the same way. Everything that goes in, your body is built to let it out. So we let it out through energy, right? We let it out through emotion, but most people are, their emotional IQ is so low because we didn't grow up in, in families that taught us how to feel. We grew up in families that taught us how to think and think in a very specific way. But when it comes to our emotions, there's not a lot of education on emotion. And I think that's kind of the field that, that spiritual and personal development is really digging into now is how do we feel? So this meditation practice at night is to allow for that feeling to be. So you can go back in and be like, okay, wow, okay, I noticed that here. Let me just sit with it. And here's the thing, guys, there's nothing to do. You're not trying to change it. You're not trying to fix it. You're not trying to become more powerful or try to overcome. You might even find that you're having the emotion and you have shame about having the emotion. Okay? If you're having shame about having that emotion, then love the shame that's having mm. shame about the emotion. If you can't love the shame, love that you can't love the shame. Love that. Even love that part of yourself. Because wh where development has been for a long time, and Elon and I are guilty of this as anybody, and, it, and I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it, it works with a limitation, is that I'm experiencing something. Let me change my paradigm. Let me change my thought. Let me re-empower myself. Part of the issue now that I've learned about this is that you're, you're, it's what we call spiritual bypassing, what I'm calling spiritual bypassing, which is, hey, we're not going to deal with that. Let's just get over here. Let's get back into action. That's great in, in the world of getting shit done. It doesn't work very effectively when you're trying to heal these deeper parts of yourself that are wanting your attention. And really, if I look at a whole of spirituality, what is it? These days for me, it's, it's acceptance of all things, right? Your shame, your anger, your sadness, your anger. For those of you guys who have been doing this for a long time, Elon and I included, I'm telling you right now, I can't get rid of parts of myself. 
I can't get so strong that I overcome them. I can't be so strong that one day I won't feel shame about something. I can't get so strong that one day I won't be sad or lonely about something, right? However, when, when you add that emotion and you don't give it space to be, those are the moments that it has you and you stop having it because now you're no longer the observer. Now your, your system is running it. It's doing its automated process and you are along for the ride going like, I don't understand why the fuck this is happening. I don't even want to be taking these actions. And a lot of you guys know this. You've had like fights with a loved one and then you kind of, you know, the emotional part of it wears off a little bit and you don't understand what you were really upset about or how you could have said those things. You're like, wow, that's so out of character for me, right? Notice how the, the automation takes over. So a lot of this stuff is being mindful and consciously aware. And this is where meditation can really help with, with like morning and night routines is that it starts giving you the awareness of what we call the subtle body, the subtle sensations inside the body that are actually creating the responses and the actions that you take in the world. And the more that you start tuning into these things, the greater, I would say like gap you have between wow, I'm upset and being like, wow, I'm noticing the sensation in my body and not letting it take you over. Over time, what I found is that it does loosen. It's like a, it's like a knotted up trap and yeah. it's like the, the, and like the knot is slowly loosening. So that's kind of what I wanted to throw. Yeah. There. I mean, the only thing that I, I could really add to that, which I thought was brilliant is even the perception of as this stuff is occurring, you have a perception. I feel a certain way. You perceive that thing to be bad right? Like I shouldn't be feeling this way. If, I, if I'm enlightened, right? Like you have a negative feeling about your wife or kids or whatever. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling that way. There's something wrong with me. Let me do more work. Well, what if every reaction that you were having, um, Michael Ziegler said this, he goes, what if you threw a party for every reaction? Hmm. You were like so excited to have the reaction that it didn't matter what reaction you, you were throwing at a party. And I definitely am not there <laughs> uh, all the time. And it's something that like really can recontextualizes the reactions because if all we're trying to do is heal and release, you know, relax, release, heal these wounds of ours that have been programmed in from the time you were, let's say from three to eight, most of them, 98% of them, let's say, then every opportunity that you get is an opportunity to release that thing. So every reaction you have, like Guy said, like tuning into the body is brilliant because you can kind of tune into the feeling of the body before the emotion and the thought and all of that other stuff takes over. So again, it gives you a little bit more time. So, you know, if you felt that, that pain or pain, it's not even a pain, it's like a ping in the body and you were like, Ooh, this is so great. I'm having another reaction right? It's a totally different ball game. When you're asking for something, you know, if you, if someone just walked into your house and, and you cooked a meal and they were like, wow, your food fucking sucks. And like, you did this bad and this bad and this bad, you're going to get really defensive and really hurt. If you were cooking for a teacher and the whole idea is that you want to get feedback on your cooking, you receive that completely differently, right? It's just a con- the same words could be coming out of their mouth, just totally different context. One is I'm asking to receive that feedback. The other one is it's just happening to me. And so the only thing I would add is see where you can be a willing participant in having the reactions where you actually legitimately get excited about every time you have a reaction because you realize, oh, wow, I now get to look at this. I get to release this. I get to experience this. 
right? If, if we lived in a movie, like your, your life is a movie and everything in life was just hunky dory all the time. You know, like you got every green light, everything you ever want always happened. It would be a really boring movie, like super duper boring. I think in the matrix, I think in the third one where he meets the architect, yeah, the architect literally tells him like the first place they built was, was utopia. utopia. Yeah. And everyone rebelled. Like they, they couldn't, the, the, the mind rejected it. Yeah. The mind rejected it. Right. So just realize like, that's the world we live in, right? Like you're constructing your own movie and it's always going to have ups and downs and dip. it's not even ups and downs. It's just different emotions and different feelings, right? Like you don't always watch happy go lucky movies. You'd fucking kill yourself. You want to cry sometimes from a movie. You want to be scared sometimes from a movie. You want to get angry sometimes from a movie. Half the time, like I'll watch a movie and like the movies that I love most are when I'm just uncontrollably crying. Cause I can't get over the fact that a movie can bring me into a place so deep in a span of say roughly two hours to pull so much emotion out of me. I just think that's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. People do that well and that's i think the ultimate analogy for life is that we're actually in here this the soul of ours watching a projected movie that our five senses are creating that are driving and creating emotional responses like all of technology is mirroring our inner our internal state just like everything that we do mirrors our internal state so i think that's you know the, the ultimate thing now when you watch a movie you do have that separation though you can watch your emotions without getting all wrapped up in it right and i think that's that's the beginning of starting to really free yourself i mean like i look at elon and myself um and and a lot of this coaching for us has probably been about 18 months of of really being highly vigilant and getting really curious about like emotional states and feeling and just getting a lot of a lot of our um developmental practices in that way and i mean over the last six months i would say maybe a little bit more but definitely over the last six months certainly since last April, um, I've, I've probably seen him and I grow more in terms of shifts in our responses to things more than I saw in the 14 years before Yeah, of, of doing work. Like it's, it's like night and day. And I don't, I don't want to pitch it as here's the way to heal yourself because there, there's always something deeper to look at. And then, so right now that's what that feels like. What I would say is everything starts with curiosity. If you can't get to a place where you're like, huh, it's interesting that I had that response and get curious about it, you're not going to get learn anything new. Yeah. If it's like, if you've already decided they're doing this to me, it's happening to me, life is always this way, you're stuck. You're, you're just stuck, right? There, there's nothing to be found in a mind that's so sure of its reality. And it doesn't mean that you have to say, well, all right, Lynn, let's break all the structures and I want to be flown around because that's also really scary. You know, I, I had a friend who who kind of like chose that path this year and he became really nihilistic for six months. I've gone through periods of time like that myself too. You, you break structures really fast and suddenly you're not hanging on to anything and your identity gets a little bit messed up with that. And if you don't have people around you who can help you find that again, it it can be, it can be daunting to say the least. Um, So if there's like any takeaway from, from today and, and, and hopefully you're, you're getting a lot from this conversation is to like, even if you're not in a meditation practice, like five to 10 minutes out of every day, take time, like go through your day, relive the, relive the moments that create overwhelm and stress in the system. Know that if anything is creating overwhelm and stress in the system, survival patterns are automatically kicking in. Yep. Really, really important that, that you listen to that, that you get that. 
if you're creating stress and overwhelm in the system or something's creating it for you, it's always you creating it. But if your perception is something's creating it for me, know that automated patterns are kicking in. That's going to make life look exactly the way it's looked before. And if you want to make these changes, if you want to make these transformations, then you've got to go into the emotional, the fascia, the feel system, really the subtle vibrations inside the body. It's even beneath the emotion and beneath the feelings. It's a subtle vibrations inside the body and start becoming much, much more aware of that. For me, that's where the gaps start coming in, in terms of like, wow, I can watch this without, you know, uh, fully experiencing that. Like I've always had a really um, challenging relationship with my father and mostly because we're stubborn in the same way, you know, obviously like I'm going to be just like my dad and that's my programming. And a lot of, and notice that a lot of the voices in your head that you don't like are the things your parents said to you on loudspeaker, right? So now you're around your parents and there's the loudspeaker saying the things that you don't like, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's interesting. And, and those, that's why I always say if you're spiritual, okay, no matter how spiritual you are, um, you know, go spend a week with your family and you'll, you'll find out exactly how far you've made it. And that's really where I find that I, I, I make the biggest strides that I'm most proud of is when I'm around those people and I'm like, wow, suddenly that's not bothering me anymore. Or wow, I get to respond to it differently or I get to show love in a way that I haven't gotten to before because that was in the way. So the the reactions are different. And I think even that's like, you're, you're bringing awareness to the reaction, which allows for some new reaction to show up because you're not resisting a certain reaction. You're allowing it to flow, which allows for new ones, et cetera. Um, Yeah, yeah, I know you do. No, no new program is coming in unless you release and let go of old programming. Yeah. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.